Well, hello. Did you know Thomas Edison was the one who put hello into common usage? Before then, the word existed, but it was used as an expression of surprise. Hello, you startled me, like that. But he urged the people who were using his phone to say hello when answering. But his rival, Alexander Graham Bell, that the better word was ahoy. But deviously, <laughs> the first phone book that was ever published told users to begin their conversations with a very firm and cheery hello. That was just part of phone etiquette that you had to. But Alexander Graham Bell felt so strongly about it that he used ahoy for the rest of his life. Maybe like his friends and, and like family and associates were loyal to him and still use the word ahoy. There was a, a group of ahoyists and helloists and better hope that they don't talk to each other on the phone. But prior to saying hello, people would have just said good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I wish I could commandeer a word. I, I don't know what word. I will have to give that one some thought. <laughs> be like, well, it meant this, but it means this now. So that's, <laughs> that's the direction we're going to take with it. Uh, onto the details. The who, what, where, why, and sometimes how of it all. So who? Yes, who? Dream infringement, which is me, Jennifer Woodside, and Bobby and Emily Castillo. What? We're three longtime friends who like to have big thoughts about small things, or small thoughts about big things, and talk about them. Where? KSKQ. That's where you've turned your dial. The Rogue Valley's own amazing and thriving community radio station. Why? Well, I don't know. We just really like doing this. That's kind of what it comes down to. Radio is fun. Having a show on the radio is a lot of fun. I mean, you could have one. Just contact KSKQ and pitch what you got. And sometimes how? How are we doing this? Which is a good question. She says, after having asked it herself to herself, uh, it's because we're supported by lovely listeners like you, either through donations or supporting us through underwriting promotions for businesses and events. If you're interested in such things, contact us, please. You can go on our website and contact us by email, or you can give us a call at 541-482-3999. So as to the theme for the show, this is actually a part two of Jennifer's song file folder. I did part one previously, and if you want to hear it on SoundCloud along with past recordings of any of our shows, you can find it there. In the first segment, I explained how when I'm on my phone, I will take screenshots of song titles that I want to listen to in depth later, and then I put all those screenshots in a folder on my phone and then never look at them again. It's like my own little oubliette. Only I decided it was time to kind of go through them and just check it out. What songs did I like? What songs do I want in current playlists? What songs didn't really hold any interest to me? And I have songs dating back from 2021 that I have no idea why I saved them or what they even sound like anymore. So yeah, we're going through my song file and we're going to see which ones make the cut and which ones don't. 
and also look up a little bit about the singer, like who they are and where they're from, because that kind of helps them stay in my memory. And it can add a little nuance or context to some of the songs or the performance, which is helpful to me as well. So this one is Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. She is a 20-year-old American singer-songwriter and actress, and she first got her start as a child actress on the Disney television program Bizarre Vark and high school musical The Musical. Now, I have, I have a secret. I have a secret about Olivia Rodrigo, which is that she has family here in the Valley. She's been in the Valley at some point in her childhood. Uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> like, celebrities walk among us, or future celebrities have walked among us. So, there's that. I do lie without flinching. Ooh, I'm mesmerizing, paralyzing, tragically thrilled. Can't figure out just how you do it, and God knows I never will. And for me, and not her. Cause girls your age know better. I like it. I can identify with some of the uh, issues that she sings about. The anthem of angry young women is a universal experience, I think. Well, for other women. So I think it's fun. It has a lot of energy. And though points deducted for how hard this would be to sing along to in the car, she is hitting some really hard to hit notes like full power whoever attempts this song at uh, karaoke is got stronger pipes than i do and have ever had but uh, i i enjoyed it if i need to like rage clean my house i think this would be a contender all right so our next song is by Haley joel called Two Places at Once. And according to Wikipedia, Haley Joel Entile Epstein, also known as Haley Joel, that makes sense. I would do that too if I had a hyphenated last name, is a 24-year-old American songwriter and singer who started getting recognition on TikTok in late 2020 for her unreleased original songs. All right, so let's hear Two Places at Once. You don't want me now, you might want me later You leave out the truth, don't want me to hate it. It's not our time, but I'm the one You want it all, now you got none To me, she sounds more like she's singing from like her head than from her diaphragm because she has a little bit of a nasal tone and it also sounds like she's lisping which I don't mind that part. I think it makes her sound a little bit more vulnerable and kind of gives her sound a little bit of uniqueness. Otherwise, I thought that it sounded kind of similar to a lot of other songs out there. So I'm really undecided about this one. I would have to listen to it for a few times to really see if it was going to take, but I'm very much on the fence of if I liked this one or not. Next up, we have the song Option 8 by the band Horse Girl. They're an American rock band from Chicago, Illinois, 
And the article I read was written in 2022, and at that time, Gigi Reese and Nora Chang were college freshmen, and Penelope Lowenstein was a high school senior. So it's been a year, so maybe she is a college freshman, and they're college sophomores. They're youngins. Let's give them a listen. This is Horse Girl with option eight. Stand straight, don't be late. I never meant to hesitate. This definitely reminds me of the indie rock from the early 2000s and for the most part I, I liked it. It got exciting when they get to the chorus, the stand straight, don't be late part. That was the deciding factor for me. I wish that they had like turned up some of the vocals just a little bit louder because I feel like they were getting drowned out by the instruments. But it's still going to go on a playlist because it really gives me a sense of nostalgia for a lot of the music that I was listening to as a teenager. This next song is by singer Jay Solomon and it is called Friends. His actual name is Jesse Moldovsky and he is 22. He hails from rural Pennsylvania. I realized that I have a little bit of a pet peeve when people just have an initial for their first name and not like JR or KD where there's two initials but just one like M Ward is another example I, it feels unfinished it feels very informal like my brain does not accept why couldn't he be Jesse Solomon what was so wrong with that why does he have to be Jay Solomon just I don't like it <laughs> I just wanted to express my discontent over the airwaves Probably this is not getting me into the right frame of mind to be receptive to his song, but let's listen. Let's see what we think, if if it's forgivable that he has used just one initial for his name. I have friends who have jobs, they wear suits too. I have friends who have 401ks. I have friends who own kids and their name and their babies, their spouses, late grandparents' names. I can relate to this. Uh, sometimes I'll look on Facebook because I have some Facebook friends that are old schoolmates that I grew up with and they definitely usually have more of the traditional trajectory where they did get married and they had kids and some are even grandparents now. My poor brain cannot comprehend people having just a single initial for your first name and it also cannot comprehend that people my age are grandparents. Some do have a criminal history, some did pass away, and yeah, I relate to all of that and then also kind of being a little bit on your own trajectory of not doing those things because you're just wired a little differently perhaps. I like it. It's kind of a happy tune with a lot of nostalgia in it. I like it. I'm trying to imagine it being on a playlist and listening to it over and over again. And I don't know if I like it as a playlist song or just I generally have appraised this song as likable. We shall see. The next song is by a singer called Madeline and that's Madeline with two L's and it's called Dopamine. 
So Madeline Harvey is a singer, musician, and actress. She's originally from Connecticut, but now is based in Montreal. She draws inspiration from multiple genres, including dark pop, which I didn't know that was a genre. I thought pop was pop, but apparently dark pop, soul and R&B, and sings in English and French. Ooh la la. So let's hear Madeline, Madeline, I don't know. <laughs> uh, these names that can go both ways. You're everything I want, but nothing that I need lately. I hate the way you're making me think uh, The moment that I wake up and when I go to sleep I need my D.O.P.A. on my uni While I wouldn't say like that was the most amazing song, just an absolute orchestral masterpiece or what have you it was fun I was having fun were you having fun I like songs that incorporate things like dopamine serotonin oxytocin I don't know the, the big three uh, so yeah I I like it it's energetic I don't have a lot of energetic songs on my playlist so it's probably good to incorporate a few more in there it's easier to like clean the house too <laughs> rather than songs that make you want to sit around and cry <laughs> those don't get the dishes done son so yeah I liked it alrighty the next song that we have is by Sabrina Sterling called love me that way uh, the song is about a person who is afraid of commitment and settling down uh, she is a TikTok star she's now age 18 but has been writing music for a while. She started learning guitar in the fifth grade. And the walls are so thin, it's hard not to listen. No, I know what happens, cause I watch what everyone wants to have. Fade to black, so why would I wanna go through that? Her little voice. <laughs> you just kinda wanna give her a hug. And say just because your parents relationship doesn't work out don't give up honey you might find somebody that you feel differently about you're so young like apparently this made me feel maternal but I also can vibe with it yeah long-term commitment is is scary if you're happy by yourself that's cool just as long as you're not letting fear hold you back says the girl who cannot apply her own advice to her own life that's why you should listen to me no, I'm kidding don't listen to me and well unless you want to do what you want okay this next song is by a Canadian singer songwriter who goes by the moniker talk and the song is called a little bit happy it's an ode to finding acceptance and learning to love yourself through the eyes of another that's an interesting take because people are like if you don't love yourself no one else will love you and so then you feel like oh no that's not necessarily true like you shouldn't be filled with self-loathing that does not for a great relationship make but nobody fully loves themselves they might love certain aspects but this world that we live in was not made to give anybody good self-esteem. You know, with technology and social media and we're bombarded by like advertising, 
because if you wear this, drive this, look like this, this will make you happy. And that's kind of like everybody is sort of caught in the, the web of, of this projection. And so it's hard. So let's see if listening to this song can make us feel we can find acceptance and learn to love ourselves through the eyes of another. I'll have to go find another person and be like, let me look through your eyes so I can love myself. That does, that sounds a little bit unhinged, huh? Yeah, maybe if I, if I have that thought, it'll just stay an inside voice thought. That would probably be beneficial for me to remember that inside voice thought. Okay, here we go. You say love, I believe it to the bone. If I could see how you see me, I could be a little bit happy. This kind of reminds me of how for years my mom had this song is my ringtone where one of the lines was, when are you going to love you as much as I do? And it kind of re it reminds me of that. And I know I felt that way about friends too, that they are so amazing and magnificent and they don't see it because we get trapped in our heads with our own thoughts and perceptions and sort of a destructive inside voice that some of us have. So I, I get it. I feel like this song was coming from a sincere place. The person singing it is singing it from a voice of experience. I've accused other singer-songwriters of taking on the persona of being world-weary or dealing with issues because it makes for a good song. I don't know if I'd have it on my playlist or not because it makes me feel sad and it makes me want to cry and that's always a, a fine line I hover when putting together a playlist. Is it mellow and chill and introspective? Then we're all systems go, but does it make me want to cry? Well, then we're getting into a different kind of playlist. The sit at home, sit at home alone and cry playlist, which is, I try to refrain from doing that. So I'm not sure. Alrighty, the next song that I have is by Mia Follick, and it's called Ordinary. She is an American singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles. She's 34. She says the song is about slowing down, looking inward, taking time with people you love. Things don't have to be a party or a spectacle. They don't have to be special to feel special. Rather than finding joy in rushing into things, I'm finding joy in patience, in quiet, in getting to know somebody slowly. kind of simplistic or like a little bit repetitive, but it's also kind of yearning and moody and angsty, and I would totally listen to it on a dark and gloomy rainy day. So it does make the playlist. 
This song has kind of a weird backstory. It's written and performed by Braden Bales, and then there is a really famous TikToker named Elise Myers who recorded it as well, and then it got kind of put together. So it was an unintentional duet in a way. Everybody was like, wow, we like this song, but we like Elise singing it and kind of edged him out a little bit. People, I think, were a little up in arms. There was like Team Elise and Team Brayden, like, but it's Brayden's original work, but we like Elise's version. And so this, it's all tangled up. So <laughs> I feel torn because credit where credit is due to Brayden, but I liked Elise's take on it. So I don't know. But at least Elise has her own catalog of songs that she's written and that she sings and such. So I guess I can, if I really want to hear her voice and her style, I have other places to turn to. So if I'm honest, I think I'm beginning to question how much I want this Overloaded serial stressor, I'm sitting nauseous Panic on a loop in my head, I'm chronically cautious How can I get off this? I already described sort of my feelings about the song and the initial take. I love the message of the song. Like I said, any song that's about the big three, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, I'm down with it. To me, his is his delivery is so quick that I don't catch all the nuances. And I felt like when she's singing it that she does. She makes it more emphatic. So I'm sorry, Brayden. I am so sorry. Like I know him. I don't. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. But I like it when she sings it. Okay. This next song is by Sarah Kinsley called Oh No Darling. She's a 23-year-old American singer-songwriter, and throughout her childhood, she performed classical music in youth orchestras and eventually studied music theory at Columbia University, where she began to produce her own alt-pop music. I wonder if that was a hard adjustment for her parents. They had bragging rights for their, their daughter who was performing classical music, and now they're like, yeah, yeah, no, she didn't go that way. Or maybe they're really happy and support her career. Uh, if it's making her money, they probably are. So let's listen to the song and see if we too also support her career or feel like it's just a phase. Let's find out. I was a child for a decided on this song. I dug the vibe, the general sound of it. I wish that there was a little bit more intensity. I think it's because their sound reminds me of the group The Pretenders and I want more of that because I like The Pretenders. I probably will just more of kind of like ambient background music more than that like I'm going to listen to it and really deeply relate to it. So this next song is by Johnny, spelled J-A-W-N-Y, called Fall in Love. The singer behind that is Jacob Lee Nicholas Sullinger. 
known by this professional stage name Johnny. He's an American singer, songwriter, and record producer. He is 27 years old. first hearing this song all I could compare it to was that air supply song where they're like even lovers need a holiday I heard you say from each other like it didn't it have like that that sound right um but I really liked this one it's so like melancholy and wistful and just kind of there's like a soft forlorn dreamy quality about it which as we know I like slightly depressing songs and yeah this was speaking my depression language <laughs> which is not a love language but it is definitely a song language so Johnny get in my playlist get in there just add yourself right to it if only it worked that way yes he gets inducted Alrighty, and our next selection is by Barry, and it's called Doesn't Really Matter. And Barry Lindsay, the information I found on her, is a soft-spoken, obsessive producer and songwriter who grew up tinkering with instruments in Ipswich, Massachusetts. The music felt like a good arc for running. I want this music to be good company, steady and light enough. It's literal and it's metaphorical. This EP is meant to be your running partner for whatever form of 5K you're doing. Uh, someone else labeled it as the work of an introvert with a kaleidoscopically vivid inner world. And this song is said to explore themes of personal independence and the insignificance of other people's opinions. So I feel mixed already because I'm all about personal independence and the insignificance of other people's opinions. However, I don't think any of the other uh, singer-songwriters I listen to like run it out for the endorphins. That's just that's siphoning away at endorphins from musical production. I'm going to pretend that I run, and for you that do run, would I guess we can say, would we run to this song, or run away from the song? We'll, we'll find out. So here we go. It doesn't really matter. I can't imagine running to this song, but I really liked it. It's kind of understated. I liked some of the layering of the harmonies and the instruments, and it was like melancholy, but like happy a little bit at the same time, or that's the way my brain processed it. So I'm a fan. It gets into the playlist. So we have reached the end of the show. Thank you so much for keeping me company as I go through these songs one by one and kind of figure out why did I screenshot this years ago as something I might like, because <laughs> sometimes I did actually like it. So yay, we, we have some new songs. Um, 
I cannot state enough how grateful we are for our listeners and for this studio and everybody who supports us and gives us really good feedback for our shows and gives us a place to have a show. We're very grateful, full of gratefulness. So anyway, we'll see you next week. That is Mondays from 6 to 7. Shout out to Miriam and David. (laughs) This is Jennifer signing out.